Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's great to have you here. Uh, I This is a bit old, but actually I'm impressed by the article. Uh, it was written by Nicholas Kristof, who is not my favorite writer for the New York Times. I will be completely honest. Mr. Kristof, if you're watching, I apologize. Uh, but this article was actually a follow-up to an older article on his op-ed piece. Uh, it's, it's dated May 28th from the New York Times. And the title is, The Liberal Blind Spot. And in the previous article, in this one, he admits one personally to being a social liberal. Anyone who reads Nicholas Kristof isn't going to be surprised necessarily by that. But he talks about how it is true that generally socially liberal people control academia, uh, the university and college environment. And he does try to get across that they actually make it a very intolerant and biased place sometimes, even though they espouse a great deal of tolerance. Well, apparently in that article there was a great deal of disagreement. In fact, uh, he does say that uh, it did lead to one consensus in his audience. Almost every liberal agreed that I was dead wrong, he said. Uh, but he doubles down and says that he's not wrong. He makes this comment in the article. In a column a few weeks ago, I offered, quote, a confession of liberal intolerance, criticizing my fellow progressives for promoting all kinds of diversity on campuses except ideological. I argued that universities risk becoming liberal echo chambers and hostile environments for conservatives and especially for evangelical Christians. As I see it, we are hypocritical. We welcome people who don't look like us as long as they think like us. I thought that was actually a, a, a really good admission. I thought it was very nice of him to say. Uh, now, he got a lot of responses. He quotes some, uh, you don't diversify with idiots was one of the responses. Very very open, tolerant. Another one, uh, talk about conservatives, saying conservatives, quote, are narrow-minded and are sure they have the right answers. There's an irony in that statement. If you don't, you know, if you think about it, you'll pick it up. Uh, but he does say concerning his responses, this is what I want to focus on. He says, mixed in here, that is with his responses, are legitimate issues. He says, I don't think that a university should hire a nincompoop who disputes evolution, or a racist who preaches inequality. Now, I just have to stop right there. Um, it's interesting. He's talking, man, we need to be more accepting. We need to allow these different kinds of ideologies in, uh, people who analyze the, different, the, the data differently and come to different results. We need to engage in conversation, make sure they're, they're accessible and allowed to come on campus. But then he actually equate, equates those who disagree with evolution and dispute evolution with racists. Remarkable. In particular, he calls the nincompoops. I didn't make up that word. It's right here in the article. Well, I just want to say, really? Is that the case? Really? That you want to open up your campus to all sorts of ideologies, but you're completely content with closing the gates at people who dispute evolution? Because clearly, they must be nincompoops. Um, I'm sorry. He's fails his own test. Uh, let me just, I just use one example because I have it printed off and I don't want to print all this paper for nothing. There are a great many highly educated individuals who dispute evolution, especially if you narrow it down to Darwinian evolution with natural selection uh, acting on random mutation. There are legion when it comes to uh, uh, scientists, even atheists, who disagree with the concept that that's sufficient to produce the diversity we see on life. In fact, I printed off this document. It's called A Scientific Descent from Darwinism. 
and uh, it listed a statement and then asked PhDs who'd be willing to sign it. Uh, the statement was this, we are skeptical of claims for the ability of random mutation and natural selection to account for the complexity of life. Careful examination of the evidence for Darwinian theory should be encouraged. And it has more than 950 PhDs who signed on in agreement with that statement and who apparently, according to some, shouldn't even be allowed on university campuses. Uh, you have uh, experts in different fields. Here's a professor of chemistry, uh, one in genetics, molecular biology, bacteriology, biology. Here's a Rhodes Scholar, uh, professor of genetics, one of biological sciences. I'm just reading from the first page. Uh, they come from different organizations. One is a member of the National Academy of Sciences, Harvard University, University of Bristol, UK, Johns Hopkins University, Texas A&M University, personal care there, Duke University, uh, the American Association for the Advancement of Science, different countries as well, the United States, thoroughly represented, as well as uh, some from Russia, India, Israel, Brazil, Italy, more than 950 PhDs who apparently are nincompoops. You know, it's interesting, when you see this concept of banning people from university work, it's almost like they're afraid of something. You see a religious, zealous devotion to this concept of evolution. And maybe it's because they are afraid of something. Maybe they're afraid of five simple words in the Bible. In the beginning, God created. That's all we have. Uh, please check out tomorrowsworld.org for more information on a variety of topics.